If you're a bride living in or planning their wedding in the Hudson Valley region of New York, then this podcast is for you. This is Hudson Valley Bride, where we'll chat with established wedding vendors in the area to get their expert tips, advice, and best practices so your wedding planning experience can run as smoothly as possible. Welcome to the Hudson Valley Bride Podcast. I'm Christina Lemmy, and I'm very pleased to have the private events team from the Storm King Art Center as my guests today. Storm King Art Center is a 500-acre outdoor museum located in Cornwall, New York. Visitors can spend the day viewing large-scale sculpture under open sky, including seasonal exhibitions and nearly 100 collection works, such as Maya Lin's Storm King Wayfield and Sarah Z's Fallen Sky. Storm King's grounds showcase the beauty of the Hudson Valley with hills, meadows, forests, and views of the surrounding Hudson Highlands. This all makes for a one-of-a-kind experience of art and nature that also makes for a truly unique event venue. Welcome to the show, Deanna, Joanna, and Colleen. Hi. Hi, Christina. I'm so glad you guys are here. I'm so excited because you are officially our first venue to participate in the podcast, so I'm thrilled for that. And I'd love to get just a little bit of the history of the Art Center. I know you're located on 500 gorgeous acres, but how did the Art Center come to be? So the Art Center started in 1960s when we opened up the grounds to visitors We have been hosting weddings for the past six years. So we started in 2016 um, as another revenue stream to help the museum and support our mission. We just feel it's truly a unique venue. The Art Center gets over 200,000 visitors a year now. Um, So it's, it's a greatly sought after just weekend getaway where people wind up getting engaged and have other events here. They wind up having engagement pictures here. And then we love to keep it going with them and host their wedding and share it with their friends and family. That's awesome. And that was one of my questions of when did you start doing uh, weddings? And I'm really not surprised that you're popular for weddings because your setting is absolutely gorgeous. And even though it was a little chilly on my tour with Deanna My mind just kept going to, oh, what this must look like in the fall with the changing foliage. And it's just, it's gorgeous. People asked for many, many years to have their wedding here. And actually our current president, he was denied to have his wedding here before we started the program. Really? (laughs) What was the reason? Because we just didn't host weddings at that time. Weddings weren't a thing that you could do on site. Oh, wow. Interesting. As I recall, too, you can also host rehearsal dinners and bridal showers. And you had already mentioned engagements and photos. So you really can host a number of wedding related uh, events, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we offer the typical ceremony and reception. We also have new ceremony only packages and also private dinner packages as well. So we can basically go from your rehearsal dinner to your ceremony reception and even after wedding brunch the next day. So it's really up to the couple. Well, I love that too, because it's so customized. You can really make it along with your view already being unique. You can really tailor it to absolutely anything that you want. Love that. 
Okay, so I know this is the most obvious question ever, but I wanted to hear it in your words. What makes your venue so unique? You know, if you can just describe some of, you know, the views and and some of the sculptures for our listeners. Well, the property is very vast and it has different aspects to the entire area. So there's some wooded areas, there's some open fields. We have lots of tall grass areas, which we nurture on site. Some attract butterflies, some attract dragonflies. So there's really different, there's all different personalities of the site, depending where you are. So it really lends to what anyone is thinking for their backdrop. So that's one of the unique things about our site is that we're so big that you can go from a wooded area to an open field in 10, 15 minutes. Um, the other thing that makes us unique is being a museum and being a creative place to be is we really f- try to foster the creativity of the planner and the couple. And we really do not want to be a strict venue where we say you stand here, you move here, you do this at this time. We really want to work with the couples to create their very own unique one-of-a-kind experience. Now, do you have a wedding vendor not a wedding vendor, a wedding planner on your team, or do couples come to you with a planner or how does that work exactly? So we do, we don't have a wedding planner per se. Um, We are more of the site coordinator planners. Um, So we do require to have at least a day of planner for the event, uh, recommending at least a month out. Couples can come to us with planners already. We do have a number of vendors for event planning that has actually worked on our site that we give the list out to the couples who are interested. But we also, we get requests from both couples and planners. So the planners sometimes even reach out to us that have a client that is so interested in Storm King and they look for information for them. So we get requests from from both ends. Okay. And the day of planner, I presume that they just, they make sure that the couple is where they need to be and that the timeline is followed. Is that right? That's correct. Because with, we do have a team on site, but we're also making sure that regular visitors are not coming into the event itself, that everyone is respecting the artwork, um, that we they're not going out when it's really pitch dark or anything like that. So we're trying to make sure that the site itself is going well during the event. I usually explain it to the couples as if grandma or grandpa are missing or you can't find your makeup artist, that is not our job. (laughs) Our job (laughs) is to get the site ready for you. (laughs) You need a personal assistant. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, I can absolutely understand that, (laughs) especially given that you have 500 acres. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was going to be another question as well. Do you find that wedding visitor, wedding guests often kind of venture away from the reception or the cocktail to go visit? Is that something that is encouraged or? We don't necessarily encourage that. So we do offer um, a lot of add-ons for our couples. So a lot of times during cocktail hour, they can do a tram tour. 
Okay. We offer this so that the guests can kind of see the site um, without wandering off. We find that it can sometimes be hard to get them back, especially during um, reception. It gets very, very dark on site. And really all of our lighting is in that one area for them once the site is closed. So we usually try and keep them in the area and the tours help with that because um, they do get a chance to see it. Sometimes we even offer for the guests to come back the next day. Usually if they do like a Saturday wedding or a Friday wedding, they can come back on a Sunday and their guests can kind of like enjoy the site. Okay. Yeah. As I, as I was preparing, I'm like, Ooh, 500 acres. That would be real easy for people to get lost yeah. or to miss, you know, the cake cutting or to miss <laughs> dinner altogether because they lost track of time. So I love that idea of tram tours. <laughs> awesome. Okay. How many people can you accommodate? Like, do you have a set amount? I mean, because you got 500 acres there. So. <laughs> I think it depends on the location that they're looking for. Um, we have two main locations that we tend to host the, um, the events. We have our Museum Hill that we usually have uh, cut off of 200 people. Anything larger than that, which it can be 300 500. That would be in our South Fields. So then it would just depend on the size of the tent that they rent. Um, but we can host pretty big events. And being that you're all outdoors, how do you help couples prepare in case of bad weather? Yeah, we strongly, strongly recommend a rain plan for that. Um, we don't have, I, that is like the main question a lot of our couples have, you know, if it rains the day of, you know, is there anywhere inside that we could like set up? And, and the truth is no, we don't have any indoor space to accommodate that. So usually we work a lot with the tent rental company and we recommend that they have a secondary tent, which is larger that could basically accommodate all of their guests underneath for the ceremony and reception and everything. And they can typically put that on hold for them. Um, and then, you know, they'll make that decision um, usually like a week or so out with them if they're going to go with the rain plan and need the water tent or if they're going to just go day up. <laughs> it's really helpful too with, with planners as well. So you have a plan A, plan B, even sometimes plan C. <laughs> um, but we work very, very closely with the planners, with the couples, with the rental company to ensure that the day runs smoothly day of. I think the other thing that people don't realize about the outdoor events is you need to bring your bathrooms. <laughs> you need to bring your electricity in. You know, it's great that we're 500 acres, but normally the most beautiful places that are select are remote and they do need generators and all those things brought in. And people just assume wherever you are, like, well, well there isn't a bathroom in this field. <laughs> Right. Well, honestly, bathrooms was my next question. <laughs> you know, because I just, I, you know, I, I guess I'm t kind of taking it for granted because I did go on the tour and I have driven by um, on the throughway. But, you know, for any listeners who are, you know, elsewhere in the Hudson Valley, you know, the, the site is absolutely gorgeous, but we're not talking about your traditional ballroom venue. You know, it's not a large mansion at the top of a hill. It's 
outdoor space, which is to die for gorgeous. But I can understand, you know, like these are some of the things, you know, generators, you know, okay, I, I being fairly new to doing these types of interviews, I wouldn't have thought of generators. Yes. Well, since so our museum hill location um, does have indoor restrooms, so they're not needed for rentals in that spot, which is typically a draw for a lot of our couples. There's also a lot more power and lighting up there. So generators are still needed and lighting is still needed mostly for safety, like in the parking lots. But we there's a lot more to work with up there. The South Fields location, you're really starting um, grass. I'm having to do everything yeah, you're, from there. You're building, you're building yeah. your own venue. Essentially, you are starting with your blank canvas and bringing everything in. So, okay, so everything: tables, chairs, bathrooms, <laughs> utensils, food. Okay. Yeah, we've we've done ones big enough in that field where our team actually rented an RV for a week. And we lived out in that field for a week in the RV, working and sleeping oh um, to make sure we, we built a tent that was the small side of a football field long, full floor. So the floor was built on our property and brought in all the bathrooms and everything else. So we, we will tackle most people's dreams. <laughs> wow. That, that sounds like an amazing undertaking. Holy Absolutely cow. stunning, but it a week long was a lot just for setup. <laughs> wow. How long does it usually take to set up like something on a smaller scale? Um, usually rentals and lighting usually come the day before and then any last last minute day of items happen the three hours before so your florist um, the caterers come to set up the tables and the chairs um so i'd say a day mm-hmm. in total okay and whatever it takes you for setup it's half the time to break down <laughs> <laughs> it comes down a lot easier than it goes up well plus you're trying to make it all perfect when it goes up too you know exactly. <laughs> I, I can see that <laughs> How far in advance do couples need to book with you? Uh, we strongly recommend at least six months uh, to a year. Like current right now, we're getting a lot of requests for 2024. So we do get requests very far in advance. Mm-hmm. Now, being that you're outdoors, like when does your season, wedding season typically start and end? Because we know weather here in the Hudson Valley is, you know, <laughs> cold and snowy and unpredictable at times. I think the latest one we, the last one of the season we did was the one we did Thanksgiving weekend, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that's the latest we've gone. It was a, it was a ceremony only and they they only did that on site. It was very, very, very chilly, but it was beautiful. beautiful. (laughs) Um, So we, we can do like November, December, Mm -hmm. even April, March, but it depends on because it is outside, weather is very dependent. So we could have a freak storm mm-hmm. or might need extra heating towers or fans or whatnot. So it really depends. Yeah, we don't necessarily recommend it, <laughs> but we can accommodate it if mm-hmm. the couple really wants to. 
Yeah, we will do it with the tents. You can either air condition them or heat them. So there are those options. All right. Good to know. I personally would stay away from the winter snowy months, but that's, <laughs> that's just, but you know, I got married in July when it was 110 degrees outside. So, <laughs> you know, to each their own. <laughs> exactly. Do you have any memorable stories to share of weddings or couples that you've hosted? Besides the week-long preparation. Yeah, Yeah, that's definitely one of them. Yeah, I would say we each probably have our own unique ideas of, you know, things we remember. I have to say, though, our couples, we work with them so much and they visit us so much in between even planning. You know, I want to bring my mom. I want to bring my grandmother up. I want to bring these people up to show them. We see them so much before the event, talk to them before the event. We really form deep relationships with them. I mean, I have couples from the first year that I still talk to at Christmas. We still, we get together and have dinner. There's, we really form a bond. They really become friends of ours. We don't do back-to-back weddings. So when we're taking care of somebody, we're, we don't plan an event within two weeks of that other event. So these people have our full attention. It forms that bond with them to stay friends with them. I do have to say, I think mine is the funniest that we were, we were out in the fields. There was a pretty good chance of rain. And when we were working on it, I had the bride arguing with me and she's like, I'm just going to call Al and I'm going to find out what Al says about the weather today. And I was like, Al, I'm thinking to myself, who's she talking to? She worked at the same studio as Al Roker. So she was calling Al Uh. Roker to find out what the weather was going to be for the event. And I was like, no, no, I love Al, but he does not know the weather right here, right now. (laughs) Trust me. But I want to know, was was Al correct? (laughs) Was not. (laughs) Uh, that, That was definitely an experience for sure. But I... I will always remember set up for the, it was my first year, first September wedding. And we had to monitor a vendor blowing up 1,000 Mylar balloons. And what the couple wanted was this beautiful replica of a piece that they love so much where it started from the floor and made its way up around the stage and over the dance floor absolutely stunning but it was a project to watch (laughs) (laughs) pictures to this day are one of my favorite to look back on the patience these (laughs) vendors uh that you all need to have Mm -hmm. for some of these projects (laughs) well i think mine actually was the september wedding last year I started just before COVID Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this couple booked before COVID. And so they kept having to get it pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. And I think it was just nice to see it like finally happen. And it was our first wedding Mm -hmm. since COVID. So it was like really nice to be able to see that happen for them. And it was lovely. You never know that COVID ever existed Mm -hmm. (laughs) for that wedding. It was, it was nice. Awesome. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that's important for brides and couples to know, you know, either, you know, questions that they should ask you or important things that they should ask any vendor when they're, they're interviewing your best tips and advice, I guess. I think for us, the most important thing is to make the time to come here and do a site walkthrough with us. 
because that site walkthrough with us is very important for every different piece of logistics. And I find a lot of times the questions they forget to ask over email or during a request form that we receive. I find that like in those conversations, just walking around is when you really get to either what they're visioning or things that we have to work out operationally to make their vision come together. So I think that that connection and being on site together and really walking the site is is really important. I think it also it opens up their creativity as well mm-hmm. when they come and they do see the site and like you said, they envision it and they're like, oh, well, it is maybe a little bigger than I imagined. <laughs> maybe we can do this too. Mm-hmm. And just seeing the, the creativity and what people imagine and just having the thought of it to it actually getting set up to it actually happening is just such, it's such an amazing thing to, to witness and to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the other thing is making sure that the venue, any venue, not just us, knows any religious aspects of your ceremony. So we have done many Jewish weddings with, I mean, full Tish and Bedeckens, all different cultures. We've learned so much about different religions and cultures along the way. I think that's really important because if it's important to you and your family, you need to make sure the planner and the venue understand all aspects on it to make sure it's done correctly. Oh, that's awesome advice. Excellent. I hadn't thought of that. And so that's, thank you on behalf of my listeners. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Now, I know you had also mentioned that you have a list of preferred providers or other vendors that you have worked with in the past. What's the benefit to going with a preferred vendor as opposed to bringing in your own? So for instance, for our tent rental, we um, have a preferred vendor for that. That's very important for us just because they know exactly where on site our guest lines are and all those things where they can set up. We've had issues in the past using other companies and it worked out, but it was a much longer process doing. So that's just really important because our site is very unique. I think the relationship with, with that we have with all our vendors is also super important because if you have a last minute change and it's someone we've worked with for a long time, we can call in favors. Like we, we have those favor cards ready to call people's cell phones and get them here at, I mean, I remember our rental company bringing us wine glasses at 10 o'clock at night because they broke in the truck on the way here. Like we, we have a lot of things that happen because of our relationship with those vendors. They will go above and beyond for us and our clients. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And and it's got to be easier for the brides and the mm-hmm. couples too, to be presented a list of these are tried and true exactly. people that we've worked with before. So that makes a lot of sense. And it, it really helps like logistically as well, uh, because they with having vendors who have worked on our site, they could also ask them questions and, and realize like, well, maybe this won't be as easy, but we've done this here before. Um, so looking at our list, it's, it's people that we've worked with in the past. So those are, it's always a good thing. Yeah. For lighting in particular, our vendor knows, even if the couple doesn't want anything extravagant, he knows just for safety purposes, exactly what they would need in which location. And that makes it definitely much easier for the couple because they really don't 
Right. Yeah. I mean, and so much of this is even new for me. You know, I'm not planning a wedding, but you know, a lot of what you said is like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. It it seems like it should be obvious, but it's not. And it's nice too, because a lot of our vendors also just work together even without <laughs> us. So like our lighting, the lighting company we prefer and the rental company we prefer, they're like, best friends and they'll be like okay well we need this this and this what generator size would we need Mm -hmm. so it's it's nice to hear them with their uh, professional relationship and working with them is just it's amazing and what's amazing is you can take the stress away from the couples (laughs) so they can just sit back and enjoy instead of worrying about all the minutiae that's awesome None of us ourselves will probably ever have big weddings because we take the stress of everybody else's. <laughs> uh, okay, so where, if somebody is interested in getting more information, what's your contact and your social info? They can go on to our website. So it's stormking.org and hit the link that's called, that says host an event. And that will bring them to our private events page, which actually was just updated not too long ago with fresh new pictures. It's really beautiful to look through all the pictures of the different spaces. Again, we recommend that you send the request in from that page six months to a year out. But we have, I will say we've squeezed them in and we've done a wedding in six weeks before. I don't encourage that, but we can do last minute requests. So if they look through there and they're looking for a last minute request, especially ceremony onlys are very easy to do last minute, but definitely contact us through there. Okay, awesome. And one more thing I thought of, you said you don't do back-to-back weddings. And I was thinking, oh, so you're not going to have a 10 o'clock and then a three o'clock wedding. Mm -hmm. But you said you even take weeks off in between weddings. Did I understand? Mm -hmm. Okay. We usually have one weekend on for an event and one weekend off. That's the closest we usually get them together so that this team can fully concentrate on just working with the planner and the couple and everyone to make sure that their event goes the way they want it. Oh, beautiful. So that's even more incentive to call you sooner or to place a request to get their date. Awesome. All right. Well, ladies, thank you so much for your time and for sharing about Storm King. And I do encourage listeners to go visit your website. I was just on there and I'm just mesmerized by the photos. And we will have all of your contact information links on the show notes and hopefully a few pictures as well. So thanks for your time. Thanks so much for having us. What are the next steps? Brides, please like our Facebook page at HV Bride Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram with that same handle, HV Bride Podcast. If you're a wedding vendor, you can be a guest on this podcast. We are also open to chatting about sponsorship and advertising opportunities. Please send an email to podcast at hudsonvalleybride.com and we'll get in touch. And be sure to check out our website, HudsonValleyBride.com, where you'll find wedding planning articles as well as all the podcast episodes. Congratulations to all of our Hudson Valley Brides. And here's a champagne toast to fun wedding planning.